Hi, and welcome to Irresponsibly Powerless, a comic book discussion show, where we'll be talking about the books that came out this week, along with anything else that comes up along the way. We're going to be your hosts. My name is Eric. And I'm Nick. It was short this week. It was short. Not 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 that, but the the comics were short. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. I'm, this is cold in here. It's it's, it's cold. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a smaller week, especially after the last two weeks. So uh, we decided to uh, come up with a, a little bit of content to to keep you guys satisfied, sated. Look, so this week we're talking about. We're gonna. We're just out of the fucking left field here. We're talking about heroes. Heroes, the television program. Heroes, the television program that is not too related with comics, except for the fact that uh, one of the creators, or I guess I don't know if he's a creator or writer. I think he might be a producer, actually. I think he wrote the, some of the first season, but uh, but Jeff Jeff Leob Jeff Loeb Loeb Jeff Loeb yeah. the writer of Spider Man Blue and. All kinds Daredevil of Daredevil Yellow and all sorts of, you know, Batman the Long Halloween. and Ultimates 3. All sorts of good shit. Is involved with Heroes, and, and, and obviously if you've seen the show, you know it's, it's laid out very similar to comics. It has chapters that are more or less issues, and each, and, and the, I don't know, I feel it's very structured, very similar to a comic book, don't you? Yeah, I do, which is, which is what's actually kind of surprising about it, because I remember listening to a... Uh, an interview with the creator, actually, and he said that he wasn't a very big comics fan. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, and it, it's somehow it just works out that way. It's very. It just, it, it, I mean, it feels like all the sub stories too are structured in that way, where like a lot of times you read a comic that has many plot lines, and they make sure to touch on every because comics tend to be paced out so much that if you leave too many plot lines for too long, they tend people tend to forget they're even existing. You know. Yeah, yeah. You can't like you can't leave a guy, you can't start a plot line and leave it for four issues because that's like full on a quarter of a year later, and you're like, oh right, he's in this comic. Oh yeah, I've got to pick but, that up like the next week, or you know, if if I've got one week yeah. devoted to one character, the next week has to pick up all the threads that were left over. Right, right, right. And they have made a comic book of heroes. I don't know if it's of heroes or extra material. It's but, it's but. like. A comic that explains backstory and and really helps to flesh out some of the the characters and some of the things that are brought up there. That's cool. Yeah, and I've actually I've I've heard some really good stuff about it too. I was actually talking to my LCS about that. Um, just like <laughs> LCS man, local comic book shop. Yeah, the lo- local comic shop. That's you support you your LCS. A, you can't talk to a shop, sir. Oh, you can. I have for many, many hours on many a, a long, drunken night. <laughs> well, philosophizing. Well, sorry, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not up on the the badass street lingo for comics. You got to talk to the streets to know the streets. That's what I'm saying. But uh, no, I, I was talking to to one of my uh, comic shop peoples, and he was he was saying that they were really really good comics actually you know he's he was a big big fan of the show as well and so we talked about the show a little bit too which i guess we will be doing as well right here right now yeah okay so i mean uh, for those of you who haven't been watching uh, this is gonna i maybe fall a little bit on deaf ears and but um i guess the major gripe is this this season the the ratings are down mm-hmm. which 
surprised me at first, but uh, I mean, that's that's kind of what's expected. I mean, in in comic terms, anyways, when you're thinking about it, you know, your second issue is never going to be as good as your first. Your first is always going right. to sell. I I mean, I guess a lot of people had problems with. You know, like, I don't know, because the, the, the season started out, I felt really strong, and I really enjoyed it from, from episode one, and I liked that they were doing different things, but, like, some people complained about Hero being in the past too long, for example, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, well, that was honestly a really cool part for me, like, I liked him monkeying around in the past and, like, doing all that and just, like, and I mean, I don't know, I... I there were uh, there were a lot of complaints, and if you go online, you can read. Uh, uh, amazingly, Tim Kring, Kring, the creator, actually posted like an online apology to the fans, which I thought was really honestly pussy. But <laughs> and he addresses all these issues that he felt like he feels that people don't like, and like one of them's hero. And one of them is Peter, like Peter not knowing who he is or not really having anything to do for the first couple of episodes that he said. And... But that's such a classic plot device, you know? I, know, I think that's I awesome. I mean, as long as it's, you know, it's, 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 if it's classic, as long as it's done well, then you're fine. And I mean, it didn't hang on for too long, and, and now he's no, kind of rolling with like, his thing now, so... And Hero was in the past for three episodes, and people were like, oh, that's far too long. I'm like, it's only three episodes. Like, less would be one or two. Like, you couldn't do all of it in one. It would feel rushed. And, and it would feel just completely insane. pointless. It would be like, well, why couldn't you figure out some other way? No, I mean, I he went back in time, and shit happened. I mean, the only thing I can imagine is, is people were sitting there wondering, like, what does this have to do with anything? Like, how does this tie in? Which is like, as soon as you get to that, you're like, Oh, but it's exactly, it's just patience. patience. But I was like, see, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like when I mean, cause I saw hero in the past and they, and yeah, he was doing stuff that didn't seem necessarily like it related, but I've seen a, a movie or two or television program or two that's done this before. And you know what he does in the past is going to affect the future. Mm-hmm. Just wait for it. Just fucking try and figure it out ahead of time or be like, whoa, what's going on here? And enjoy that part of the story. And then later it's going to come back up. Like it just is. And of course it is. And and, and then everyone was super shocked when, when it turns out, you know, that the guy – the guy hero dicked over in the past turns out to be the big bad guy this season. Yeah, which I, I mean, I, I didn't necessarily see it coming, and I'm somebody who likes to guess at stuff, and I, you know, that surprised me even. But I mean, afterwards, you're like, yeah, that but makes complete yeah, sense. Exactly. As soon as it happened, I was like, I, immediately, I was like, whoa, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I, that, I wasn't, I, I was shocked for a minute, and then immediately, I was like, oh, so that makes perfect sense. Like the whole previous part of the season is is totally there yeah you're just like ah yeah and and i mean in the first season everybody was like oh who's the who's the best character hero i mean i agree hero is the sweetest character out of the whole first season so like why not have a solo storyline with him essentially you know and people also i guess people complained about the romantic side of it like the whole claire and this flying guy like getting it on and whatnot, and and I was like, I thought they did it all right. Like, I'm not even a big fan of that like team romance bullshit. But yeah, it, that I was, was I that was pretty like, cheesy. I'm gonna I'm gonna support that one. But you know what? Like, how can it not be cheesy? I kind of feel like you know, like fucking know. every teen drama is the exact same way. Like that's why I don't particularly enjoy any of them because I'm over all that. But you know, I assume that. 
the the audience that does enjoy that sort of thing probably would have enjoyed that storyline and that yeah, would have yeah. caught you know a different a different uh group demographic yeah i mean i think i don't know why i don't know why people are so harsh on it but like i feel it's it, it's <clears throat> similar to last season it has like the same sort of pacing um yeah. i guess i'm a little annoyed with the like the guatemalan twins in that I'm yeah, there, that that one I, is is one that I kind of feel like it's like all right, it's, you need to yeah. you need to do something with that. It's like, like every episode quit. they show us. Oh yeah, she freaks out and kills. Like they've shown us that like six times. I'm like, I got it. That's her power. Yeah. Like, we're all good. No more. Yeah. Just like get her to Keep going get her to where that. she needs to go, and just then she can flip out. You know, just yeah, yeah. have Siler eat her brain or whatever he does. Just like. Yeah. You know, just... And then another one that I I think is a a more legitimate complaint is that I kind of feel like the creator, you know, the writers and everybody were a little bit too quick to fall back on the things that that were successful from last episode, last season, mm. where they're like, oh well, Hero went forward in time and he saw there was a nuclear bomb and so he had to go back in time to stop it and created some kind of peril so let's do the exact same thing this time except it can't be a nuclear bomb so let's make it a plague and we have to figure out some way and it's not hero but it's going to be peter yeah but yeah i I, I was a little disappointed with that because it was like you know you're going really well with everything else and i honestly feel like if they cut that part out so far it it would improve the story a lot because you've already got the idea that oh you've got Adam in the background and he's manipulating events yeah, and this and that exactly and it's like isn't that enough like why do you have to add that again because but see, it's just he, that feels really forced people so people far. even complain that that ha- that didn't happen earlier they I mean I don't know I don't think I think the general populace doesn't really I mean I'm gonna be a little arrogant here but whatever. Like, I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily know what they want out of a good show. And that when they're like, well, just, you should have done that whole nuclear disaster thing again, like, where we knew that there was, there was peril. But you're just like, I don't know, I felt, I felt like that yeah, was... Yeah, it's a- like, if, if it were done that way, like, I, I, I have a very sneaking suspicion that people would have been far more disappointed. Right, they would have just been like, well, this is exactly like last season. And you're just like, well, what do you want, yeah. you know, like... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm interested yeah. to see. There's only two episodes left in this volume. I'm not sure what that exactly means. I don't know if they're going to bring yeah. to some sort of conclusion in these last two episodes or not. But um, but it, it'll be interesting to see how it turns out. Uh, yeah, I think so, too. And I, we can't go through a discussion with this without talking about the best character in the entire show. As you've dubbed oh, him. Oh, yes. Dr. Doom. <laughs> Claire's dad is Dr. Doom. He has the yeah, the horn rim glasses guy. He's fucking, he's full on just a badass with no powers. <laughs> he's been the highlight of this season, honestly, is just that he, he constantly keeps being more and more insane and crazy and awesome. Like, Culminating in the last episode, <laughs> where last episode. he proves how badass he is. <laughs> but then he's a badass with a heart of gold. True. Yes, yeah, so I keep I, I keep secretly rooting for his family to all die so he can become more hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm just a horrible person, maybe, but I'm just like, man, it'd be sweet if his son and his and his and his wife died and like Claire turned against him. Then he'd have nothing to live for except to destroy the company. <laughs> yeah, and that's what he already does. But maybe he just needs a little more drive. 
Yeah, he needs less distraction. He doesn't need any of these other people mucking up his business. I think that's what's going to happen now after he's been abducted and now he's like, I don't, Lord knows where. I assume Adam saved him and he's going to turn him on everybody and he's going to rock everybody else's world. <laughs> I do like Adam. I mean, he, he's a pretty cool dude. He's a... Yeah, and the fact that he's he's held on to a grudge this long, yeah, that's, you, that's you, pretty hardcore. You think that, like, I mean, that's... That, it, it's cool from a story standpoint, but you're like, okay, dude, I understand you really liked the girl, and maybe you loved her a lot too, but you're like, it's been 400 years. Yeah. 400. You could find more girls. Like, you think at some point, maybe after, maybe you loved her for 80 years, but then you just kind of like found another girl and, you know, fell in love again. You'd just be like, all right, cool, forget it. Hero's cool. You know, like, it was still jerk thing, and if I ever meet up with the game, I'll punch. I'll him punch him in the nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, whatever. Remember me, and then I'll punch him in the nuts, and, like, <laughs> and then and then he'd be like, "You're dick," and he just leave. And, yeah, and that's the whole end of that storyline. But like, you're like 400 years, really, really long time to hold a grudge. Uh, he also has the best, the longest time to plan in the history of man. <laughs> He's just like, okay, okay. <laughs> Let me start getting this shit together now. Like, from day one, after Hero left him and blew him up. He's just like, he got better. It was like a week later. He's like, okay, okay. <laughs> time to start writing stuff down. He's like, first Ideas. step one. Break his glasses. Um, he apparently needs because... those. <laughs> Let's destroy because... glasses before they're even made. <laughs> That'll dick him over good. <laughs> like you just have forever. You'd just be like, okay, I know I... I uh, well, he didn't even know he could live forever, first of all, too. That's, that's probably a real shocker. Yeah. He's like, just like, all right. 20, 30 years, he's like, I don't appear to be getting any older. <laughs> Time to really wreck some shit. <laughs> I, can, I can become a billionaire through just interest. <laughs> I'd imagine if he was that like intent on his uh, on his revenge, he would have just kind of gone around Japan and killed everybody. Because I mean, he's got the time. It's like whatever, you know. I can regenerate. I'm immortal. I'll just kill everyone, and and eventually I'm gonna get the person that that's gonna give birth to Hero. So I know you're Japanese. Hero. This is your one weakness. Just like your your one weakness. Time to murder an entire country. <laughs> I'm a one-man genocide. It's like, it's like, whoa. That's getting a little, a little bit too crazy there, Tim Craig. Yeah. Uh, um, all right, so we're gonna do one more bonus segment. As many of you probably know, there are comics on the interweb. And what? Know, yeah, I know. And they are known as web comics. But in, in all seriousness, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure like many, I'm sure like me and and many other comic readers, you, everyone probably has a couple comic book online that they just follow. Because frankly, you just don't get enough comics on on your Wednesdays. I mean, it's it's, it's true. It's it's not enough. So you got to turn to the interweb. And uh, I think what we're gonna do now, right now, is we're just gonna each. List off our, our our three most often most loved uh, web comics that we that that Eric and I never miss or always make sure to catch up on or or are always there for us in our time of need. So, 
Drop it right. hot, Eric. I'm going to take number one with something that's a little bit off because it's not necessarily one specific comic. Oh. That is Scott McCloud's website, scottmcleod.com. He's a, he's an avid webcomic uh, advocate, and he thinks that's really where the future of a lot of comic book art and artists uh, lies. And so he personally does a daily exercise where he, he writes a comic on, on various topics. Uh, but he also has a lot of really good links to, to very different and very, uh, very good, not necessarily completely off the wall, but just solid uh, web comics that he's found as well. And you can also find news on stuff that he's doing and his own little Scott McCloud family tour that was going on. Uh, cool. So that that's an awesome website that you need to check out. I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Do 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 do. Um, for my first one, comic I never miss comes pumps it five times a day, five times a week, every weekday. Questionablecontent.net. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a solid comic. It's um. Despite the sound of the name, there's really nothing ever questionably like. There's nothing racy or there's a little <laughs> bit of sexy in there occasionally, but it's never nothing. It's never beyond PG. I feel. Uh-huh. Um, and <clears throat> for those of you who don't know, it's basically this. It's basically a realistic drama, kind of a soap opera, except that occasionally. It seems like occasionally he slings in just a little bit of zaniness in there. Like there's like there's a character that is a tiny robot that appears to have artificial intelligence. Yeah. Like, they're, just, they're just occasionally like these weird and one of the characters like grew up on an international space station. Like yeah. just stuff that doesn't happen but like for the most part that it's never touched on. And and I guess the other theme you could say that that is rarely touched on but is that there's a lot of there's there's indie music. He's a, he, the the writer is really big into music. Listens to a lot of bands I've never heard of, uh-huh. and occasionally will make a joke in there that I'll go what, and it's some yep. sort of. But but for the most part, it's it's just so engaging about the the characters and and it's just a little bit of drama and I, I don't know. It's just I think it's one of the best written. So. And it's actually what's interesting about that too is that. Uh, He's one of the few webcomic creators that makes his living solely off of his webcomic and, oh, yeah. and all the merchandising that he gets from that. So, yeah, much absolutely. like my second pick, oh, which is Penny Arcade at ah. penny-arcade.com. A classic. It is a classic. The granddaddy of webcomics. It is. And it's, it's, they're, they're actually the first ones, I think, that, that ever we're able to make a living off of it. They make a good living off of it because they, <laughs> they, they cash in on two different nerd crowds. Those are the, uh, the video game nerds and the comic book nerds. Can't go wrong there. It's, it's really all, all thing nerds. <laughs> kind of yeah. Yeah. It's just nerd culture period. <laughs> kind of like questionable content. There's a lot of video game content out, out on there, obviously, along with just a lot of other things too. But, uh, Sometimes there'll there'll be like a video game j- joke on there that completely goes over my head because I don't pay attention to video games at all. <gasps> Redonkulous, but it's true. But it's it's regardless. It's it's just so funny, and uh, you know you've got two different characters that are on there, and they they, they both have like a, a certain style to them <laughs> of 
of funniness. Like there's a very dry uh, character writer on there, Tycho. And one of the things is you also have to make sure that you read his writings on the right. main page because those are those are always hilarious. And I'll be like, I don't even know what you're talking about, <laughs> but it's fantastic. Yeah, he he has the he has the whole like vitriolic rage, you know, just lambaste it with a huge vocabulary sort of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um and yeah, it's 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 just a funny funny comic and it comes out not as regularly as as questionable content. It doesn't come out 5 times a week, it's but three I'm pretty times sure a it's week, right? Yeah, it's it's three or I, Monday, I, I kind Friday. of feel like it's four sometimes also because it feels like sometimes on a, on the weekend they'll come out with something. Sneak one so. in. But and it, and it, another important thing is uh, the di- questionable content is very much one storyline. In fact, mm-hmm. it's it's one of the few comics I've ever read that actually progresses slower than real time. You know, each, <laughs> each comic is oftentimes like a minute in their world, but it takes a whole day for him to you know put out the next one. So. Sometimes you'll read like a month's worth of comics, and you realize these people never changed clothes because this has all just been one afternoon or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas Penny Arcade is extremely episodic. Rarely do they do part one or part two. I mean, it's yeah. almost always just you just have to know basically. There's these two cats that live together, sort of, and one's Gabe and one's Tycho, and they just. Do shit. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's a lot more in the vein of uh of regular comic strips. Right, right. It's, you know, yeah. So, the this next web comic, uh, and my number two is is the the comic I feel most resembles an actual comic. And mm-hmm. if you go to <laughs> drmcninja.com, yes, you heard me right. I knew it was coming. And the premise is simple. He's a doctor, and he's a ninja, <laughs> and apparently Irish. <laughs> and uh, it, uh, the reason I say it resembles a comic is because he, he puts his out three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, fr- Friday. Sometimes he's a little delayed because this one dude, um, or it's two dudes, so there's an anchor. But um, but he, he literally does one page a a every update so it, and it looks like a comic book page you know there's cells it, it looks as if you just took a comic book page and scanned it onto the computer um and he uses a lot of he, he'll use a lot of the same techniques you know he'll have splash pages where it's just one whole you know one whole picture on a page and then another one will have you know many cells or you know, you can even tell that a lot of times certain t- certain frames are almost like homages to like very popular frames. But it's a the, the crux of it is that it's a really he's just a really funny guy, honestly. And at the, at the and at the heart of it, Doctor McNinja is a hilarious comic. So, and it's another good one to read every once in a while. I feel like I mean I don't want to hurt the guy's web traffic or anything, but. Um, but I feel if you let them build up and then you read a bunch at the same time, then it, can, it really fits together better. I'm going to have to say for my last one that oh. I'm kind of torn. I wanted to, to go with, with another tried and true, uh, which was Perry ah, Bible great. Fellowship. However, I feel like that that's too <laughs> easy of one to go. So I'm going to go The Road Less Traveled. And uh, I'm going to go with uh, another daily comic strip, actually, that 
I think is is pretty interesting. It's one that again, it's it's like a regular comic strip, but what what it, this one is is it's actually a little bit more like the Far Side, where it's a single cell with a uh, a title that you have to read to really get some of them. But then there's also a little caption at the very bottom, Ooh, and uh, it's called Bunny. And wow. if you want to go to it, it's bunny frozenreality.co.uk wow i don't i've never read this i don't think yeah it's 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 one that um i i i don't really check my web comics daily you know i don't uh-huh. jump on and see like oh what happened to questionable content i usually wait until the end of the week and then just blow through um uh-huh. and that's one that i do with this one too but every once in a while i just need a little pick me up and i go check it out <laughs> it's uh like the name implies it's about bunnies and they're different colored bunnies, and each color bunny kind of has a different personality. Um, cool. And that's you can catch on pretty quickly to figure it out. You don't really have to go back and read very much. But, I mean, one of the things about it is that it's a very intelligent comic. Like, a lot of times they'll, they'll, they'll bring up topics that every once in a while you'll have to go, like, Wikipedia. Be like, <laughs> what are they talking about? A lot of other times, you know, sit there and you'll be like, oh, I got that one the first time. <laughs> I feel intelligent. I feel like I understood Frasier. <laughs> Except they're bunnies. <laughs> exactly. And it's 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 a pretty goofy one a lot of times, too. So I, I, I think it's fun. And it's got a really cool little, like, more abstract art style, too. That it's, it's a little more fun to look at. And my last one is going to be another very, it's kind of a similar thing. Daily comic. Um, it's called DinoComics.com. Or, no, it's not .com. This is DinoComics. Interestingly enough, the URL is Quants.com. Q-U-A-N-T-Z.com. Or you can just type in DinoComics in any search engine, and that'll be the first thing that hit, comes up. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if this even counts as a comic, honestly. Because <laughs> the, the, the gig is this. If you go to the web, if you go to the website, he updates. I think four or five days a week usually, and every day, exactly the same six cells. Like it's just the same, but he just changes the words. And the reason it's called Dino Comics is because there's there's no background. It's just these clip art dinosaurs that he has, and there's, I think there's a clip out house and a clip out woman, and the three characters are. T-Rex, um, who I guess you could call the star. Uh-huh. Um, there's uh, Dryconomus. I don't know. I don't even know how to say that name. But And then there's Utah Raptor, who's like T-Rex's buddy. And occasionally God and Satan drop in and other things. But it, it's really, really funny and, again, really smart. Like, oftentimes they'll start out with real, like, kind of these real abstract, almost like... They'll talk about postmodernism or something, and they, but it's a T-Rex talking about it. So <laughs> you can read the most recent one. You can read one, you know, four years ago. It's all the same. He's another art. He's another guy who makes his entire living on this. Like he doesn't draw anything. He just he just makes up these very funny comics, and it's it's very, I don't know. It's it's a generational thing. I find that it, people usually in their mid twenties are, are more attracted to this comic. But anyone can get it. Anyone can love it. It's just if it's your cup of tea sort of thing. But it, it is very funny. And don't forget to hold your mouse 
if you hold your ma- if you're using Internet Explorer or anything, if you hold your mouse over the over the frame of the of the comic, it oftentimes has a this this bubble will pop up. This little like they call it alt text. And it has one last joke. So you can read the comic, then hold your mouse over. Just don't touch anything. Just leave the mouse on top of the comic. A little bubble will pop up and it'll have one last little joke for you. Oh, man. I didn't even know about that. I know. And now you have to go back and read them all. Ah, fuck. That's all right. I will. And another secret is if you go to the com- – there's a there's like a link on it that says comments to each one. And it's actually – it's this thing that shoots up a, shoots up an Internet – or an Outlook Express email. And he also codes it so that each each email title is like a joke, kind of referencing the the comic also. So there's two bonus jokes per per Ooh. issue. And I have bought T-shirts from all of these. Oh, uh, I really want some of the T-shirts that I just saw in Dino Comics. Doctor McNinja has the best T-shirts. So. <laughs> I don't know. There's this one I I just saw that I'm definitely gonna buy for somebody for Christmas. That's just got an astronaut that says "Not all dreams." <laughs> Not all dreams true. are meant to come true. <laughs> That's phenomenal. I love that. There's a rad one. There's a new one I haven't gotten on Doctor McNinja. It's it's baby blue with a big explosion on the background, and there's a a gorilla. And a shark leaping into the air and high five, <laughs> and, and all it says on it is nice, <laughs> like period. I think, and that's it. And like, that's amazing. All right, I'm gonna have to look for some new web comics yeah. now. So, but on to some real comics, though. <laughs> First one up on the plate is uh, Incredible Hulk number. 111. And this is the wrap-up issue for World War Hulk. I kind of feel like this is the last that we ever need to hear of World War Hulk. Ever. And, uh, of course, it ends on an Amadeus note. This one's all about, again, Amadeus being awesome. But uh, he he gives a a little share of the awesome to uh, his companions, especially to Herc. Oh, Herc. Who steps up to the plate in a big way. I don't know. This uh, this issue was was more haphazard than some of the rest because honestly, the majority of this issue has nothing to do with the Hulk. It has to do with what happens to the horrible Hell Demon that Doctor Strange had in him, which apparently runs amok afterwards. Yeah. So that's the majority of this. So it's I, I don't know to, to put World War Hulk on it in a way is almost not a hundred percent true, but yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, it. I I feel like it. it it's it's important in like in two respects. Like, first of all, I just like how they they actually tied up that loose end because they're like, well, a fucking he he drank a demon, like that's got to have some bad effects, and yet he's still running around in New Avengers. And this way, they're like, all right, well, we got that wrapped up, don't. We? But yeah, the, then the the events of World War Hulk mattered to the very ending and kind of brought everything back to him. Like it was a it was a silly comic book, but then at the very end. You know, what happens at the end of World War Hulk has a big effect on Amadeus and on the, the entire little team. And... Yeah, no, no, I, I, don't get me wrong. Like, it's still, it's still relevant. It's just, it's just not, it's not, you know, don't don't expect Amadeus to, like, bust the hell in on on anything. I mean, he, he's doing other stuff in this, and it's a, it's kind of a... It's de- it's very much a wrap up issue for the for the, for the crew, the Renegades. Mm-hmm. But that said, there were some ridiculously awesome moments in this comic. Uh, 
Uh huh. So, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say my favorite moment. Then you then you can go, Eric. Um, my uh-huh. favorite moment is about I would say halfway through the comic, they kind of run into this problem where the demon has wrecked up, like is trying to wreck Manhattan, like as much as he can. And he's destroyed a bunch of shit underground. And so Herc and Namora have to hold this like girder, girder underground so that it doesn't collapse. Cause, cause Amadeus just knows that if it collapses, all sorts of hell's gonna, he doesn't, he does, he does super math in his brain. Mm. And so, so, Amazingly, the water, like uh, horribly, the water just starts to rise, and and so Namora's like, "Well, you can just just leave Herc, just leave Herc. I got this." And Herc, Herc just Herc just busts it. He's just like a mad pimp in this, and then he just he just smiles at her, just like his pimp ass little Tony Stark smile. And he's like, "I always liked fish," but then there's this one frame of just Namora going like, "Whoa." And you just you just know right there you're like hurt getting something. You just, <laughs> you just sealed that deal. <laughs> I just I knew that'd be I'm like damn Herc, nice move. And then sure enough, like five six pages later, it's just macking on him underground underwater, <laughs> up a whole pillar. And they, they they pass it off. They're like he had to breathe underwater, and he's but Herc knows, you know, everyone knows. Yeah, they were working it. All right, I can I can sum up my favorite moment in here. With uh, with one word, and that word is Zamadeus. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it just shows how badass Amadeus is. Because, he, again, he's just a guy. Like, he, he's got nothing working for him. And where he's just like, you know what? Uh, just drop me down this fucking shaft, and I'll land in front of this crazy hell demon. But I've got my everything covered. And then it takes him over, and you think it goes from bad to worse. But that was actually part of the whole plan, and like all it takes is, and and and, and then of course Amadeus's plan is to get his own ass kicked, and like he's fine with that. He's like, no, it's cool. Like I've got it all worked out. See, it just, I mean, this is the difference. I feel like in another comic that would have come off as stupid. You know, honestly to me, I've been like, really, like you fucking sacrifice yourself to get all. Like the demon inside you to be all heroic, but in this comic, it's just so well played, and it's like mm-hmm. Amadeus isn't doing it to be like super heroic, or he's just like, this is just my plan. This is the this is the route I've decided to take, and like, yeah, he says Zamadeus, and yeah, you would never actually say that, <laughs> but it's just it's just goofy, and it's just and it's just the right kind of comic to make it work in, and it's just hilarious and yeah. fun and cool. And then, and one of the other things about it that shows that there's a little bit more thought going into it is like you were saying to me before, there are just all these little touches in the book that make it that much better. Like looking at the jackal in his coat as he like turns into Zamadeus and it's staring at him. It's like, no. <laughs> and then, and then he's, he's reprogramming a, a Tony Stark thing or a Tony Stark armor. And you're like, all right, well he could do that. And then, you you know, it's just like a little offhand thing. You look down at the thing he's using to reprogram, and you're like, wait, that's an old-school Game Boy. Like, what? <laughs> and it's like all kinds of little, just little touches that, that aren't even important to the background. And, you know, like other people, other lesser writers might call more attention to them to try to make them seem more important because they're like, hey, we thought of this. But 
You know, they're just offhand things that you can enjoy. It's, yeah, it's even stuff you might not even catch on the first the first run through, but then you go back and you're like, yeah, that little dog is, is making a wacky face. It's like <laughs> someone was instructed to draw the dog that way. Like it wasn't just an accident. <laughs> so I'm moving on into my next issue, which I think was my favorite for this week. And that is New X-Men number 44, which is part four of the Messiah Complex. You and your X-Men. You and your X-Men. But you had to have read this, read this because no. the last one, honestly, and X-Factor, if you look at the website, my one-word review was, it was, it was meh. It was, it, oh. it didn't impress me as much as the, the two before that. But then this one just picked it up all over again. The New X-Men are a group that I really wanted to um I I really wanted to enjoy, but I started picking it up in the very, very beginning of the series and just kinda it got old. I, I put it down. I was like, yeah but I, I heard some really good stuff about it after the whole M Day decimation sort of thing. And uh I and so reading this again is it's kinda nice because I, I can start checking out some of these characters that I missed out on before. But honestly, what's so impressive about this book and really about the Messiah Complex storyline so far in general is that it's really well planned out. I mean, it shows through and through because it's not the sort of storyline where each book only covers their characters and that's it. Like every one of these books covers every one of the characters that's going on, you know, it's going into the entire storyline. Like, this one features the X-Men team that's going after the Marauders, and it talks about, Christ, it talks about the uh, Jamie Madrox and, and Layla Miller in the future, and then that's wow. something that hasn't been touched on in, it wasn't even touched on in X-Factor. You know, they just brought it up here. I, I feel like there was obviously a lot of forethought. It isn't just some big blockbuster where they're like, we gotta sell a shitload of issues of new X-Men. So let's stick the Messiah Complex logo on it and hope that, that that's enough. Right, right. And this, this honestly, it features a, a really cool battle scene where essentially the, the new X-Men decide that they need to go get a piece of these purifier guys. And so they, they rush in half-assed. And it shows that they're, they're obviously not the badasses that the other X-Men team is. Um, and one of their major people ends up getting killed at the very end. Um, but then one of the cool things is it, it's kind of a juxtaposition of that, is that these new X-Men are running in, they're just getting their asses handed to them, and you know that there are more people that are going to get killed now. Um, meanwhile, the the regular X-Men, they fly into the Marauders' headquarters, and you've got Mr. Sinister, and just looking at this picture, I'd say there's there's got to be at least 15 to 20 other villains. Just all chilling out there. And the X-Men bust in, and there are fucking five of them. They just break down a door, and they are badasses. And they immediately, sh it shows, because all of the other fucking marauders are looking at them, and they, they're shitting themselves. They're like, oh, the X-Men are here. And it's like, guys, you've got them, like, out, you've got them outnumbered, you know, four to one. Like, you're good. But they don't even, they're, they're just like, it, it shows that the, the X-Men are honestly like a team, you know? Like, they know how to fucking work together. They know how to, to kick some ass. So, 
I thought that was pretty right on. But uh, yeah, it's it's got me much more invigorated again in this storyline after after the X Factor issue. I kind of feel like it's it's back together. So, well, good. I'm I'm actually glad that it's going well because I I just feel like the X Men sometimes have a tendency to get totally haphazard and yeah, they're like uh, we're the X Men. Anyone's gonna buy it. Who cares? <laughs> Yeah, I, I like when those are good though. So I'll I'll probably check out that whole Messiah thing after it's done. I'll I'll pick up the trade. Well, mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you about another issue of Captain America: The Chosen. Oh, and I think it just I think I just realized right now it's this comic is trying too hard. It's <laughs> consistently trying too hard to be like the most epic story you've ever heard in your whole life. Like, I don't know. It just feels, it, it feels like it's so pumped with this whole, like, Captain America, America, Captain. You're just like, good Lord, just ease up. Just, like, I know he's a badass. Like, just, but I don't know. Honestly, nothing happens in this issue. It's it's really drawn out. And, and, and you know, there's a couple, eh, but still, I there's no... I feel like this issue could have just been skipped in that this is number four of six, but I feel like they probably were like, it needs to be six. It just has to go. It has to last as long until Captain, the new Captain America is there. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, okay, well, we don't really have enough story for six. They're just like, make it work. Oh, by the way, I, I, have, I have the word on that, that this is oh, not yeah. in continuity. This, this is, doesn't have anything to do with what's going on in Captain America. Captain America the Chosen? Yep. With continuity? That seems crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That's the word. It's more nonsense. I, I, I don't want to even talk about it anymore. That's it. Just move on. Go. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about the, the regular oh, cap book, then, that came out one. this week. Yeah. And I, I'm i going to have to say me, that you? you missed out on a good one. No, I forgot yeah. to get it. I rushed out of the comic book shop and forgot it. And I feel bad talking about it, but I've already spoiled it for Nick, so I'll spoil it for anybody else that's listening to now. <laughs> but Captain America, number 32, which, as you pointed out, Nick, is two issues away from the new cap. Yes. 34. Which I assume means that at the end of the next issue, they'll have some kind of reveal about him. Like, they'll show Captain America just standing on top of a, a pile of people. Dead Nazis. Dead yeah. He's just like, I'm the real cat. <laughs> I still don't know who it's gonna be. It must have to be someone just crazy, or someone we never, or just some dude. I still think it's gonna be Bucky. Like I'm holding out for. But they Bucky. said they weren't. Yeah, but then they're just like, well, we don't want to like say like, oh, it might be, and then have everybody say, oh, it's Bucky. Like you know, they just flat out deny it and lie to people, <laughs> and then it's a surprise. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense to me. That's I how I do all my surprises. <laughs> <laughs> This this issue, I want to point out, has been nicknamed the issue of badassery, because everybody in this issue is a bad freaking ass. Starting off with Bucky, obviously, who, which is why he should be Captain America. <laughs> this, this issue culminates in a fantastic scene where it's shown that that Bucky obviously was faking it last time, and that he he isn't under the control of Doctor Faustus, so they put him. In an adamantium uh, straitjacket, which somehow works out. But whatever, it doesn't even matter. Because it, it, it's just the fact that he's in the straitjacket, and he's running around the base, just kicking all these guys in the face. 
He fucking takes out half the base in a straitjacket. It doesn't even matter. Because he's Bucky. That's what he does. That's how he rolls. And he only finally gets taken down because Sharon's getting mind fucked with. So, you know, he, she, in the end, she finally turns around and uh, helps out Bucky, although in a very strange way, by kicking him out of a plane. Um, yeah, but he's got that. He's probably, yeah, he's yeah. He's, he probably would have been fine. If the Falcon didn't save him, he still would have been fine, I'm sure. <laughs> he's Bucky. But yeah, and it it ends with uh, Bucky getting recovered by everybody or by Falcon and and Black Widow, and uh, apparently getting put under arrest. But that isn't where the the issue of badassery stops, <laughs> because you've got Falcon and Black Widow going to to recover the Winter Soldier. They go inside the sewer and they're like, "Oh, we should probably wait for backup." What is it? Black Widow turns to Falcon, and she's just like, I just sent out the signal. So, uh, full frontal assault until they get here? And then Falcon's just like, hell yeah! And then they roll out, and they take on an entire base of these people who are apparently science destruction experts. They're two, they're, they're two of the least powered superheroes out of the entire Marvel Universe, and they take on a whole base of people. It's crazy. And then there's this fantastic shot of, of Falcon that I think is, is the greatest in the entire issue, uh, where it shows him <laughs> punching out people. And I don't know exactly if it was meant to be drawn this way or, or what, but he's throwing this guy over his shoulder, so he's got his arms slung off to the side. There's one guy in front of him that's shooting, and apparently there's another guy behind him shooting. But they've got their little shooting lines that are crossing each other in just such a way that, as as I believe, and I think, Nick, that, that you're going to believe as well, it looks like the Falcon is punching the bullet away from him. <laughs> Which totally fits, because it's the Falcon, and that's, that's what he is in Captain America now. He's just the baddest fucking person in the entire book, short of Bucket. So that's what this book is now. Everybody except Tony, because Tony, he's the only the only weak need one out of the entire group. I'm glad it's just going completely off the fucking rails. <laughs> it's, it is. It's phenomenal. And, and the other thing is, it's like, you're, you're going to bring Bucky onto the helicarrier. He just took out half a base, and he had a straitjacket on. You don't think he's going to escape and just wreck havoc the entire time? <laughs> of course he is. He seems, the man seems in, unprisonable. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't anyway, brainwash him. We're going to throw you in the dirt, bury you. He's like, whatever. <laughs> he's like, I got that. Really? Don't worry. <laughs> and then attach a weight to you, throw you in the ocean. He's like, in there. Got my man Namor. <laughs> He'll just back me up on that one. Right on. Well... <laughs> The next comic is one I have well I have never talked about. I, this is the first issue of this comic I've ever picked up. I we started reading. I started reading The Walking Dead for our Halloween spooktacular, and I just decided to start picking it up ever since as a weekly comic. And this is the first issue I've had that that I could pick up brand new. And I'm gonna say first off that this comic is made very well. Like the pages are, like, slick. It's super cool. They're, like, 
they feel thick and they're glossy and like it's all black and white, but it's it, it's really cool. I mean, honestly, I mean, how much is it? Um, two ninety nine. It's just like a regular. You just gotta next time you're in the comic book store, just just pick up an issue. Like you don't need to buy it, but just touch it. It's totally rad, and it and it smells like a comic. I don't know. It's it's really weird. I didn't. I I expected it to made be made kind of shoddy, like like when you buy Why the Last Man Standing, like you can feel that that paper isn't as like re- that isn't regular paper. Like it feels like newspaper paper. Um, not that that's mm-hmm. bad. It doesn't look bad or anything, but it's not regular paper. And neither is this. This is anyway. Enough about my rant about the paper. But this issue was this issue was really action packed, honestly. For e- even for Walking Dead, it, it, there's just a full out war in it, and I, I don't want to give anything away. But but it, it it's it's a really solid comic, and 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 to pick it up now almost does it in an injustice. I would say just because you, if you picked it up like right now and had no prior knowledge you wouldn't know what the hell is going on mm-hmm. but it's it's this huge like operatic scale you know just like it's it's been 44 issues in it and literally i i read the first like 40 issues in like three days just because it was that good mm-hmm. like and and this issue is also good it's just it's just not a place to jump in i don't know it's just a great comic it's it's totally different and it's a comic that only Image can make and do it right, and the cover art is gorgeous, and the, and even the art inside, even though it's only black and white, I feel, I feel the black and white almost lets them do. I feel I feel like it it, it simplifies it to a certain degree so that they can really get some great uh, facial like expression to where you're focusing on that like a little more than than, than some of the other stuff. So. Hmm. I don't know. I, I I love it. I it's it's one of my new favorite comics, and I'm glad I found it. And I'm glad it's not showing any real signs of of, of stopping. So mm-hmm. I hope it I hope it la- I hope it lives many more many more issues. Well, you'll have to keep me updated on that one. I I will. I will. No worries. Not that I I I'm thinking about picking it up, but then at the same time, I'm like, I don't need to add more comics to my <laughs> list. But that could be one that needs to be added. just just win Y ends. Just replace it with that. That's actually not a bad idea. They they seem to be right there too. I mean, they're real the same... similar comics. Honestly, as as weird as that sounds to compare to zombies with every man dying, they're real similar. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I wanted to finish up with uh, a quick talk about Checkmate that came out this week, uh, number twenty. And this is the conclusion of the Fall of the Wall storyline, which, to kind of ruin, I guess, the main thing that happens in the book, <laughs> the name is pretty apt because it turns out that the, the character Amanda Waller actually does end up resigning from her position. But there are some pretty crazy reveals that were going on throughout this book. And one of the things about this is is this is one of those books that succeeds in giving you a really action-packed book without there being very much action in it. Hmm. I mean, the, I feel like the majority of this book was was just talking. And, I mean, those were the really interesting parts where the conversations and the verbal sparring and, you know, the things that are happening behind the scenes are, are the ones that have the biggest effect. And, you know, the the big thing that happens in this book is 
it turns out that you know the that Amanda Waller is is trying to get some damning evidence against the other royals in in checkmate, and she thinks that she's got them cornered, but uh. In the end, it turns out that all all three of the other royals actually were completely screwing him, her over and completely distracting her with what she was focusing on, where where they could sneak in and, and get what they needed. The main of which being the, the new series that, that DC just released called Salvation Run, which is uh, what Amanda Waller is actually in charge of. It's, it's getting all of the supervillains, rounding them up, and teleporting teleporting them to another planet where they can't get off of and just leaving them there. The only thing that disappointed me about it is I felt like the very end and, and the sort of reveal of like, Oh, this is where, you know, you went wrong. Amanda Waller. I felt like was, was very quickly done at the very end of this book, you know, and it, it happened within three or four pages. And then it was like, all right, you're done. And then she's gone. And I kind of wish that that was stretched out a little bit more. I mean, maybe it wasn't possible for that to happen because there were only so many things that they could say, but it still would have been nice. Again, it's it's not anything that I can really say that's that's super new about it. It's it's all that political intrigue that's that's that makes it so interesting. And really, to get in depth, you have to spend a whole show talking about it, probably. But, yeah. Well. That's a, that's amazing. You're gonna bring us to the end of the show. We got we got our we got our, our our weekly segments right now, and I'm gonna start it off with bullshit moment of the week, and I'm gonna call it on cap the chosen, and the reason is this: not just because it's a bad comic, but they seem to find it necessary that they they tell you the origin story of Captain America. <laughs> and you know, okay, I understand that probably not everyone knows it, but <laughs> if you're buying Captain America: The Chosen, you know Captain America's origin story, or at least you got the basic handle on it. Like, especially if you're four issues in, that's a one issue or a first issue sort of thing, or second issue at the very latest. I don't know. It's, I mean, like. They, they, they guise it as this whole, like, he's telling the army dude who might not know. Like, it might not be common knowledge, how, but it seems like it's common knowledge, even in the Marvel Universe, how Captain America got his powers. So, I don't get that, but I don't, it's just bullshit. I don't need to know this. Like, I, I read this, like, when I was a, a, wee, a wee tot, just, just reading comics, man. Like, this is bullshit. That's my bullshit moment. Just, just go. Just go. <laughs> That's the theme when it comes to Captain America chosen. <laughs> I just can't deal with it anymore. Like I, I, I got two more issues to go, and it better be fucking awesome. He better make some more rocks explode. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're a simple man. You just want a, a rock to be thrown at somebody the size of a Buick. Yeah, and explode. Like, and I want them to be terrorists. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll go in with uh, my my random pick of the week. And this is one that I've actually been trying to pick up before, but I just kind of haven't found the right time, or I've always found something else to preempt it. But uh, now's its time. It's Dynamite Entertainment's The Lone Ranger, number 10. Oh. <laughs> I've heard some good stuff about this series, honestly, and I, I wanted to give it a shot just because I've, I've been in a Western mood. So how was it, sir? 
I, I actually, I, I really liked it. The only problem was that, uh, this was part four of four <laughs> in this storyline that I picked up. And uh, honestly, these, these are very random picks every once in a while. And this one I picked up mainly because the cover was actually really cool. It's a, a very minimalist sort of cover where it's just got like some, a couple of figures in the, in the background, just silhouettes of them really. And, uh, the rest of it's really just all white. And first of all, Tonto is a bad ass. <laughs> That's what I have to say about that one. Uh, apparently this one starts off with the Lone Ranger. He's got a gunshot wound and he's like passing out and he's just like, Tonto, go take care of some shit. Deal with this for me. And he's like, and Tonto, please don't kill him. And Tonto rides off the next page, the, the, the next two pages are phenomenal. It's got this guy running away. Tonto runs or rides up on horseback behind him and dives off of the horse and just gives him the, the overhead, both hands just coming down, fucking clubs the guy to the ground. And then the guy's just like pretending like he's a badass. He pulls a gun on Tonto. So what does Tonto do? He wraps his hand around the gun. Which causes the guy to just shoot the shoot the gun, obviously, just straight through his hand. But he just grabs the gun without even thinking about it. <laughs> it's amazing. And then it shows him he's he's got a, a fucking hole in his hand. But he, but he just grabs a pair of tweezers and pulls it out. Tonto is amazing. He fits right up there with the wall of badassery. In fact, I I, I might go so far as to say that. He might he might trump Winter Soldier. No. I don't know. If if the rest of the series is like this, he wins. I like that Lone Ranger had to tell him not to kill him. Like, if, you, if you ever told him to do it, just he'd just be like, "Of course I'm going to murder him." Yeah, of course I'm going to tear that guy apart. Like whoa, just slow down. Don't kill him. He's like, really? Don't. All right. It's unorthodox. But yeah, this book is is honestly it was it was really good. Again, if if I if it wasn't the end of this storyline, I probably would have enjoyed it a little more. But uh, even still, you know, I got the wrap up to this, and <laughs> what was really cool was the feel of the book was very cinematic, like the, those shots with Tonto. But really, a lot of other parts in the book too were those those thin long panels that cover the entire page and kind of gives you that that cinematic feel like cutting to different shots and um it makes it very actiony at times but then there's another part where it's got the lone ranger and he's trying to make a really tough decision and so he's he's kind of sitting and watching a sunset and it shows a slow progression of time where it's you know it's got the sun the sun setting slowly and it, and everything getting darker i mean it's very, very beautiful and very well done. Um, I don't know if it has something to do with the fact that John Cassidy, who um, some of you might also recognize, but he's he's on uh, apparently cover art, but also art direction. But uh, it could also be, I mean, the regular artist, somebody I haven't heard of before, Sergio uh, Carrillo. Oh, yeah, I think I've heard of him. I think I've seen his stuff. It's usually really good. Yeah, I mean, 
the the regular art in this book is is really nice as well and so I'm, i mean i wouldn't well or i wouldn't put it past him to, to just be doing a really good job on the book without anybody else's help but i i would suggest giving it a try it's issue number 10 i i'm not sure what the beginning of the series is like but um it's got an awesome wild west sort of feel to it it's uh it's a you know, I, I wouldn't say it's a superhero story, but it's it's got the same sort of ideas that go behind it. And, I mean, I, uh, what else can I say about it? I don't know. Phenomenal Sounds art. cool. Good story. Just uh, just don't pick up this issue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pick it up eventually. Just don't pick this up and start reading it from here, like I did. That's it for our show, I think. That's So, if you want to download the show direct, make comments, we're also going to be posting more and more stuff on our webpage, irresponsiblypowerless.blogspot.com. You can email us direct, irresponsiblypowerless at gmail.com. You just ask us anything. Anything at all. Um, or you can search us on a MySpace, irresponsiblypowerless. Just search us. We're there. We're all up in that. As always, we're your hosts. I'm Nick. And I'm Harry. We're Irresponsibly Powerless. That's the show. We're gone. Thanks for listening. Peace. That's my line. <laughs> da, 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 I'm coming. <laughs> I want the world the to, know. to know. Got to, to let it show. show. No, no. We're just leaving. You, you, you edit any of this and I quit. <laughs> <laughs>